Welcome to the Deacon Deacon Podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday, and welcome back to another episode of the Deacon Deacon Podcast brought to you by Anchor, podcasting made easy. I am Jeremy Striano, your host, and we have another great episode planned for you all today. We will start in the NFL, where, yes, arguably the most exciting playoff sport is back. If you ask me, it's the second most exciting, but I do... Love this format more than any other. The NFL playoffs, the 2022 NFL playoffs are officially here. Yes, they start this Saturday. I'm very excited. We will be breaking down the whole the whole bracket, and I, myself, will be giving my prediction for every single round. Yes, I will be picking my Super Bowl winner on this episode. Yes, I hinted at it last week. I knew that the bracket was coming out because obviously last week was the final week of the NFL regular season, and I said that the podcast right before it starts next week, I will be giving my predictions. So we'll break down every matchup in the wild card round, and then we'll throw in the number one seeds into the next round to see who they will be playing. The rule is they play the lowest remaining seed in their conference, and then we get to the uh, the conference championship games. And eventually the Super Bowl. I honestly forget what number Super Bowl this is. Is it 50? Is it 55? 54? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I used to I used to be good at you because I used to, like, I mean, I, I watch the Super Bowl every year. What Super Bowl are they on? Super Bowl. I'm going to look like an absolute doofus right now. Um, it is Super Bowl LVI. So that is Super Bowl 56. Right? Yeah, the 56th Super Bowl. Yeah, 52nd of the modern era. Uh, yeah, so it'll be Super Bowl 56 from SoFi Stadium. There have been talks about moving it um, because of California and everything going on with um, with COVID. Uh, if, if, if they have to move it, they're going to have to announce it pretty soon, I, I think, because, you know, you have... Uh, you have people doing the halftime show. You have a few rap acts, um, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar, which I am very, I'm actually very excited for this halftime show. Um, they are, they were talks about moving it to Dallas. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I can see them moving it to either Texas or Florida. Hard Rock Stadium wouldn't be bad. Um, and Jerry World wouldn't be bad as well. Uh, definitely, Jerry World would give you a lot of revenue, a lot of tickets. They'd have to honor tickets. So it, it, it'd be a long process. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I really don't want them to move it because SoFi Stadium is just so, it's such an, oh my God, I love this stadium so much. It's just beautiful to look at. It's very, uh, it's aesthetically pleasing, this stadium. 
Like, I love the round. I love that they don't have, like, a Jumbotron. It, it's kind of like a round ring on top of the on top of the ceiling there. And you can see, like, the sky from coming in. Like, it looks, it looks beautiful. And the turf, you can just tell that's brand spanking new turf. That turf looks absolutely gorgeous on, uh on a 4k tv and yeah i can can confirm that sofi stadium looks beautiful so we'll be doing the nfl predictions and i'll be giving my super bowl winner which guys i'm still thinking of my super bowl winner right now because i was set on one matchup for the longest time but now i'm hearing that this player this team don't have what it takes to win a super bowl um, and then one of the number one seeds I am not a fan of at all. I don't think that this, I don't think this team deserves a number one seed. I think they lose in their divisional matchup. We'll see. We'll see who that is. I'm hinting at it. We'll see. I think they lose divisional matchup. No question. No question. All right. So then we'll go into the NHL where we will be recapping last week's action, highlighting teams that are on, honestly just kicking ass right now, and then looking at the Rangers and their two games dropped in their Western Conference road trip, one to the Vegas Golden Knights, the other to the LA Kings, and actually in between that, a very impressive victory with what they have uh, against the Anaheim Ducks, and they are the latest of the COVID protocol-plagued team, I feel like every day someone gets put on the on the COVID protocol list. We will update that with who is currently on, who is coming off, who is getting called up. And yeah. I'm I'm a little mad, but I'll, I'll save that for the hockey segment. And then we will also be previewing tonight's very big Metropolitan Division matchup between the Devils and the Islanders. Yes, what team comes out on top? Spoiler alert, I have my winner already, and I'll tell you why. And then finally, we we're going to highlight some of the most anticipated matchups for this week in the NHL. And then finally, we're going to end with soccer. The Premier League is back. We're going to recap some of the FA Cup matchups, preview the League Cup matchups, who wins the second leg today between Liverpool and Arsenal, who's going to win the League Cup, the Carabao Cup, and eventually, we will get to, in a few weeks' time, we will get to my Champions League round of 16. Or no, I actually did them last week. Damn, I'm an idiot. I really am an idiot. I know it's not until February, but yeah. So, obviously, we're not going to predict uh, the quarterfinals until they happen, which is which is in like a month's time. That's the only thing about the Champions League is they play from September to December, and then from December to February, it's just, no, there's no Champions League at all. This is when the FA Cup and the League Cup finish. The League Cup finishes, the FA Cup starts. We saw that with the third round of the FA Cup this week. A few teams out, a really big team out that's in the top six of the Premier League is no longer in the FA Cup. A very big matchup between Manchester United and Aston Villa, which saw one team win 1-0. Spoiler alert, it was United. Big win for the Reds, or the Reds, wow, the Red Devils, excuse me. Very, very, very impressive victory, and uh, hope they can continue in this tournament because they need to win something bad. So, yeah, we will be previewing or recapping some of the League Cup action, FA Cup action, and then previewing this weekend's action in the English Premier league the prem is back i'm very excited man you plays aston villa again it, it just happens it's like when we played 
It's like when we played West Ham in the league and then in the League Cup and then we lost to them. We beat them in the league, lost to them in the League Cup. But that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. So, without further ado, this is an odd one because usually we start with the greatest sport on ice. We usually start with hockey. Jeremy, your Deacon Deacon Root started as the Deacon Deacon Hockey Show. You're not starting with hockey. I, I know. But it's only because the NFL playoffs are here. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick things off by going onto the gridiron and jumping into the world of the NFL. There's Derrick Henry trying to get the big guy going, and he's going. And when I say going, he might go all the way. Nobody's going to catch him. Derrick Henry, touchdown, 76 yards. There are no flags. Ladies and gentlemen, they are back. The 2022 NFL playoffs are officially here. The wild card round starting this weekend. We got Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, one game on Monday. Very, very excited to just watch a crap ton of football all weekend. Now, I will be working, but, you know, whenever I can, whenever I can, I'll definitely be following scores. But yes, the playoffs are here. I got the bracket up right here. I got a visual of the bracket. Now, when when the NFL season started, I mean, obviously, there was a lot of pressure on Tom and Tampa Bay. Obviously, being being the defending champions, they're usually usually in every sport, the defending champions are like the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. I never saw the odds before the season started. However, what I'm going to do now is pull up the odds as we speak. So right now we're recording this. It's 11.09 a.m. on January the 13th, 2022. So right now I am going to pull up whatever. Um, uh, let's do sporting news. Why not? Super Bowl odds, four hours ago. Okay, beautiful. Four hours ago. Here are the odds on... Okay. So, the odds on favorite right now to win the Super Bowl is the Green Bay Packers at plus 380. Followed by the Chiefs at plus 450. Tom and the Buccaneers are tied for the third best odds. 750 to win. Along with Buffalo. So the Buffalo Bills at plus 750. The Titans plus 850. The Rams plus not The Rams at 950. I like a lot. The Cowboys at 1100. The Bengals at 1700. The Cardinals at 2100. Along with the 49ers. The Pats at 2200. The Eagles and the Raiders at 5500. And the Steelers at plus 9,000. 9,000 to 1 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, Mike Tomlin, TJ Watt. Now I don't like my Super Bowl. (laughs) 
I don't like my Super Bowl pick. I don't. Like, honestly, this is... I, I love these odds. Because even though... Like, I, I was hinting at it before, right? What did I say in the intro? There was one number one seed that I wasn't happy with. I'm going to tell you right now. It's the Tennessee Titans, okay? I'm, I am not high. I am not high on the Tennessee Titans at all. Uh, uh, I think, you know, I was talking to my buddy Chris. He agrees with me. They're an inconsistent team. They've had a lot of they had a lot of injuries to deal with. Yeah, they have one of the best running backs in the league in Derrick Henry, who we heard in the clip and the soundbite there. But other than that, like they're not really that spectacular. Like I don't see them. They are like in a hockey sense, in a hockey sense, and in like a in like a baseball sense, right? They're like the they're like the San Francisco Giants. And in hockey, they're like, um, see, in hockey, usually the number one seeds tend to do well. They're like the, dare I say it, they're the Rangers. I can't say that. Um, I can't really think of a hockey comparison. But, yeah, so we'll go to baseball. They're like the San Francisco Giants. They do well in the offseason, right? They have a few studs, right? Continue to do well. They have a, they post a great record. They get home field advantage, and I don't think they're going to do well. I really, I really think they're going to lose their divisional game, whoever they play. It'll end up being, uh, likely, it'll either be the Patriots or the Bills, and I think both of those teams can defeat the Tennessee Titans on the road, especially Buffalo. There's, there's no wow factor. There's no, the, uh, okay, besides Derrick Henry, there's no, like, eh, there I say it, right? Like, if you play a team with a great run defense, you're you're screwed, right? Like, yeah, like, you got A.J. Brown. Who else do they have? What other weapons do they have? See, I don't even know. Like, I know, like, Tannehill and Derrick Henry. That's it. Like, back in the day when they had, like, Chris Johnson, like, yeah, like, that's something. Like, like good, Tennessee has a really good history of uh, of acquiring good running backs. But other than that, like, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, like, I'm not going to deny. And they also play in, I, in what I think is one of the weakest divisions in football. Now, there's no disrespect to the Colts. But, like, when you're when you play the Jags and the Texans, when you play the Jags and the Texans twice a year, that's four wins right there, man. At least three of four. It's like teams having the Jets on their schedule. It's like teams having the Giants on their schedule. Really, it really, it's really what it is. And I'm not disrespecting my team, and there's no disrespect to Giant fans, but they'll agree with me. Like we're both four and thirteen, right? Like, like that's nothing. That is nothing to brag about. It's just facts. So let, let's see. Let, let's just see who the Titans played this year. And compare the wins to the losses. So they ended the year with a win against Houston. Shocker. Only by three. Now, I don't know if they were resting anybody. They probably were. Because I think they had already clinched the vision at this point. Um, Let's see their schedule. Let's go to ESPN. Let's promote them. Why not? Ugh. All right, so week one. Week one, they get crushed by Arizona, 38-13. 38-13. Then they win two straight at Seattle, which is 
again, a tough place to play, but Seattle did not have a great year this year. And they went at home to the to uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So there was their first division game, which was a win at home. Good for them. And the Colts are a good opponent. They are a legit opponent. Then, they lose in over... I, I forgot about this. They lose in overtime to the New York Football Jets. Sorry, guys. Don't take offense to that. But you lost to the, the goddamn Jets. <laughs> All right. And then they win. Holy crap. Okay. Now this is where it gets impressive. Because they go one, two, three, four, five. They win six in a row. And this is where... This is where... Wow. Yeah. AJ Brown really went off in these games. So they win... They went 37-19 in Week 5 again at the, at Jacksonville. Then home against Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo, they beat the Bills 34-31. Derrick Henry had 143 yards rushing. Wow. Then they played the Chiefs at home and went 27-3. And A.J. Brown had 155 yards receiving. God. Then at Indianapolis, they won an OT. At the Rams, they defeat the Rams 28-16. And then the sixth win of that streak, they defeat the, the Saints by two, 23-21. Then they lose two straight to Houston, and then they get crushed by New England. By week, 20 to nothing against Jacksonville. They lose 19-13 against Pittsburgh, and then they win three straight against the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Texans. So what do I see here? I just see inconsistency. I see really, really impressive wins, especially... Weeks five and six in a row. Yeah, both at home, but both quality opponents. Two playoff teams in the Bills and the Chiefs, right? So, uh, I really hope they play Buffalo. I'm sorry, New England, but I really hope they play Buffalo again. Only because that'll be such a great game. Wow. But then, like, losing, losing to the Texans, getting demolished by... Not even putting up a game, but, like, demolished. Okay, this is when... Uh, it looks like, yeah, Derrick Henry's out, Derrick Henry's out, Derrick Henry's out. Yeah, so this is when, I mean, they still won when Derrick Henry was out, but, and Ryan Tannehill was putting up, look at this, he put up 300 yards passing, over 300 yards passing in the Houston loss, 287 in the Houston win, I mean, yeah, their pass defense isn't really anything special. 213 yards passing against New Orleans. That's pretty impressive. 265 yards passing against the Colts. 270 yards passing against the Chiefs. So he's putting up decent numbers. Yeah, but that, that New England game, they got demolished. Hilliard had 131 yards rushing, which is great. Filling in for uh, Derrick Henry there. But he only had 93 yards passing Ryan Tannehill. So yeah, the Tennessee Titans, I, I really... Call me crazy. They're not going to the AFC Championship game. I'm sorry. They're not. They're not. And if and if they do, great. Prove me wrong. Because I'm usually I usually suck at making predictions. We all know that. If you're a faithful listener of the Deacon Deacon, both hockey show and podcast, you know that my predictions absolutely suck. But my main prediction is, my hot take, the Tennessee Titans do not make the AFC Championship game. Well, who does, Jeremy? Well, that is a great, great segue. Why don't we get the bracket out of the way, and then I will give my reasoning as to why I picked my winners and eventually my Super Bowl champion. So, 
Let's start in the AFC. We have the three versus six, four versus five, two versus seven. We'll start with the three six matchup. The Cincinnati Bengals at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I will say, I I did watch a good portion of the Raiders-Chargers game, the whole overtime. Oh my god, what if they tie and the Steelers don't make the playoff game? Yeah, that one. I was uh I was I was impressed somewhat. I was impressed on one side of the ball, that being uh their offense. I thought their offense looked crisp, especially against a Chargers defense, which I'm very high on, especially with Aloe Gilman, Jerry Tillery, Asante Samuel Jr. Not a bad defense. They made them look silly. Like the Raiders offense, Derek Carr was humming the ball, humming the ball. Josh Jacobs had some great runs there in that in that last part of the game, the overtime drive. However, there is just something about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow that I think is going to destroy the Raiders this coming weekend. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Bengals over the Raiders here. Let's call it, I don't even have scores. Yeah, I don't have scores. I'll say they'll win by more than a touchdown. I'll definitely say that. Uh, I'll say they'll win by 10. So I'll go 24-14 Bengals. I, I, I really like this offense a lot. I love Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is a really... Really good number one overall pick. I think he's finding his groove in Cincinnati. You know, just a kid from Ohio. I love that whole brand that he had when he got drafted. Yeah, I think I think Cincinnati. Like, what's bonkers is that like Baltimore is not in the playoffs, right? Like Baltimore isn't. The Steelers making it by the skin of their teeth. Like Baltimore and Cleveland were two teams that I was like, you know what, like. Wouldn't be surprised if they uh, if they do well in the playoffs and come in, you know, and and cause a little uh, cause a little ruckus. But then you know Cleveland had the whole OBJ trade and all that, and then they just weren't clicking. A lot of inconsistency. Same with Baltimore and Lamar getting hurt here and there and having COVID issues. Yeah, it just fell through at the end. Really high, really high on the Bengals. I think the Bengals impressed the crap out of me. Yeah, they they shocked me. They, um, they're an impressive team, and I do think that they get to the divisional round in somewhat of an easy way. I'm sure that Vegas is going to put up a fight. They've also gone through some stuff with the whole Gruden thing earlier in the year. I don't think they are a Super Bowl winning team. I really don't think so. Do I think the Bengals are? We'll see. But in the first matchup, I got the Bengals going through to the divisional round to await their next opponent. We have the 4-5 matchup here. Now, this one is going to... This one will be the hardest game I'm going to watch because these are two teams that I, as a loyal fan of the New York Jets, cannot stand. <laughs> like, the Patriots and the Bills, like, they are... They're my Braves and Phillies. They are... Yeah. They are my Braves and Phillies. They're just two teams. They are they are the Devils and the Islanders. That's exactly what they are. They are just two teams that I cannot stand. Right? Like they are just like, ugh, man. Like can they tie? <laughs> can they tie? But um but I will be watching, of course. It's going to be a very, very exciting football matchup. This one can be the closest of all of the matchups in the wild card round because honestly it 
it was really hard for me to pick a winner because I love the Bills' offense. I, I love their defense as well. I love Josh Allen, probably one of the best arms in the NFL. Stephon Diggs had a great year. Then you go and you look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a great rookie year. Bill Belichick, hate to say it, guy's a genius. However, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. And I think Bills Mafia, whatever they call it now, is it New Era? Is it New Era Field? I have no idea what that's. The stadium gets a new name every year. Um, Orchard Park will be rocking. Buffalo will be rocking. Shout out to Wingnuts. I uh, really want to go there. <laughs> the, part of my take, they made those wings. They Wings look so good. Um, but yeah, I want to go to Wing Nuts. That's on my bucket list uh, to go to Buffalo. However, uh, I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills by 3, 27-24. That's going to be my, my prediction. It's going to be very close. I don't think it will be a game-winning field goal. Um, like, it won't be like a buzzer beater. You know, we win. Um, but it will be close. I think uh, I think the, the Patriots um, score late. Maybe attempt an onside kick, and then eventually gets covered by Buffalo, and that'll be the game. So I'm going 27-24 in favor of the Bills. Sorry to all my friends listening. Sorry, not sorry. You know what I mean? Like, it's all love, but it's a business. And honestly, I can't see the Pats winning. But now they might. <laughs> now they might win, only because I said that. All right, and finally, the last matchup. Sunday night, and uh, NBC, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. Now, here's a matchup that's going to be an exciting one. You got you got Big Ben in what could be his final game against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, there is nothing better than that. How was my Chris Collinsworth? Was that good? Was it good? I, I know it's not Joey Molinaro good, but, you know, maybe decent. 5 out of 10, maybe. I don't know. Okay. We got the we got the Chiefs. We got the Steelers. This is going to be a fun game. I hope it's close. I have a feeling that it's not going to be. Like I have a feeling that that the Chiefs might absolutely obliterate the Steelers here, and I think that they're going to do so. I think at least by ten, I'm going to go twenty-seven uh, seventeen. Yeah, Chiefs are going to win. Maybe even by. I'm going to go thirty-one uh, seventeen. Yeah, 31-17. I think the Chiefs are really good. I'm high on the Chiefs now. I'm really high on the Chiefs. They had they had an interesting year. Um, part of the reason why they're not a number one seed. Uh, we can just re, uh, revisit their schedule here just to see where where the fell off, like where it happened here. So week one, 33-29. Baltimore Ravens, I remember this one. They lost by one. Chargers, they lost by six. Eagles... One by 12. Bills lost by two. Here, there we go. Football team won by 20. 27-3 against the Titans, as we mentioned before. Defeated the Giants only by three. Defeated the Packers 13-7. Defeated the Ravers for, uh, Raiders 41-14. Cowboys 19-9 victory. Bronco 22-9 victory. Raiders again 48-9 victory. Chargers 34-28 victory. Here we go. Steelers 36 to 10. Like this is why I think it's going to be 31-17. And then the Bengals 34-31 and then ending with the Broncos victory 28 to 24. The Chiefs are a good team. Yeah, they show a little inconsistency as well, but 
I think they get the job done against Pittsburgh. Big Ben, sorry. Not getting a ring in his final year. Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. But no, uh, I'm going with Chiefs 31-17 over the Steelers at home. Arrowhead will be rocking. There are a few places that are going to be rocking. All these stadiums, you know, regarding COVID and if they can have 100% capacity. I don't know what everyone's doing. I don't know what certain states are doing right now. Uh, but, but yeah, it's going to be rocking. It's an outdoor venue. It's going to be loud. It's going to be loud in Kansas City. On Sunday night. So, there it is. Chiefs going to the divisional round. Now we move over to the NFC. Now, the NFC has a couple matchups here that are very interesting. We're going to start with what I think might be the biggest blowout of the weekend, possibly. And that'll be uh, Tampa Bay against Philadelphia. Now, no disrespect to Philadelphia. Seven seeds. I really don't see seven seeds going far in the NFL um, in the playoffs. So that's both the Steelers and the Eagles. Uh, Vince, there will be no Pennsylvania Super Bowl where you're going to drop all the plans if the Eagles and Steelers meet in the Super Bowl and play it at Beaver Stadium. Although it sounds fun, it's not going to happen. I'm going 38-13. Um, yeah, I'm going 38-13. Bucks over the Eagles. I think the Bucks are. this offense is just killer. The defense looks stacked. Uh, Brady, all the weapons that he has... Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Fournette, Ronald Jones. Yeah, I, I, I'm very high on this team. I uh, I think this team goes far. I'm going to go 38-13. Yeah, Byron Leftwich could, uh, could be leaving, could be a head coach somewhere. We're also going to be talking about the head coaches that have left and gotten fired and where I think and who becomes coaches of a few teams that are looking for their new leader of their team. Highlighting that. Maybe Byron left, which is one of them. But yeah, 38-13 bucks over the Eagles. We now go to the Cowboys and 49ers. This was the second hardest decision I had to make. But, for some odd reason, I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys 2017. Now, I, uh, I would not be surprised if San Francisco wins this game. I won't be surprised if they win it in an easy fashion because I love Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel will have a great game. Um, coming off an injury, yeah, but um, I love Debo Samuel. He was my guy in fantasy. Loved him. Great great draft pick. Uh, but I think the Cowboys are going to win, man. I really do. Oh, man, oh, man. 2017 over the 49ers. Dak, man. Dak just needs to get stuff done. They're a good team. They are They are a great team. Oh, yeah, Cowboys by three. 2017. There it is. Yeah, man. I think Ezekiel Elliott will have a great game. I think he is a part of the reason why. And then Trey Diggs. When you have a cornerback like Trey Diggs, you are so much better than, you know, like... It was it. It's reminding me of when the Jets had Darrell Revis, right? Kind of like uh, like Chargers Antonio Cromartie, Seahawks having Richard Sherman, the Cowboys have Trey Diggs, and it's he is so much fun to watch. When you see number seven in white, he is, oh my God, he's the best player. To, he's one of my favorite players to watch in football. 
him, Darius Leonard, like on defense, right? It's him, Darius Leonard, and TJ Watt. Those are the three of my favorite players to watch uh, on defense there. He's the best corner in the NFL. What can I tell you? And I would love for the Jets to get him, but obviously that's not going to happen. This guy deserves all the money in the world. He will be the reason why. He is going to be a, a key factor in forcing the Niners to turn over the ball. If he gets a turnover, if he gets an interception, it's going to look good. But you have to capitalize on those mistakes, right? You can't just pick the ball off and then punt the ball. you got you got to capitalize on mistakes like that. So I do think that could be a deciding factor in this wild card game. Part of the reason why I think the Cowboys are moving on to the next round. Yup. Yup. And then finally, oh man, I am excited for this one. Monday Night Football Cardinals Rams. Man, oh man, this is going to be a great game. I'm excited. At SoFi Stadium, it's going to be hopping. I want the Cardinals to win so bad because I, for some reason, I love Kyler Murray. I think it's because I just love Pat Tillman so much and I just root for the Cardinals like whenever they're in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I actually rooted for them uh, against the Steelers in the Super Bowl. You know, San Antonio Holmes. Then, then became a Jet. Fun fact. Um, yeah, the Rams are going to win this one, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go... Hmm. I'm trying to think of the scoreline for this one. 28-24. Yeah. Uh-huh. 28-24. Rams over the Cardinals. I, I really like I really like the Rams. The Rams are a complete team. Love Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup. Excellent year. Excellent year. I mean, when your defense has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, yeah, you're a great defense. And you're re you're signing Eric Weddle, 37-year-old Eric Weddle, coming out of retirement to play in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Sean McVay is a genius. We all know that. It's part of the reason why every NFL team hires a rookie head coach because they just want their Sean McVay. But no one is Sean McVay except Sean McVay. The Rams move on to the divisional round to take on The Green Bay Packers. Wow. Here we go. But we're going to start with the AFC. So in the AFC, so I have no upsets. I have no upsets in the first round. I don't. No. I can't. I mean, I really wanted to pick the Niners, but I'm just picking the Cowboys for some odd reason. Yeah. All right. So our matchups here are as follows. We got in the AFC, we have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Buffalo Bills. We have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And in the NFC, we have the Green Bay Packers taking on the LA Rams. And the Cowboys taking on the Buccaneers. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, man. Here we go. So we're going to start in the AFC. We start with the number one seed, Tennessee Titans taking on the Buffalo Bills. Say it with me. Hey, 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 let's go, Buffalo. Buffalo upsets the Tennessee Titans. Mark it down. Mark it down right now. The Bills go to the AFC Championship game. Whoever wins, whoever wins between the Patriots and the Bills will defeat the Titans to go to the AFC. Mark it down. Write it down right now. 
it, it to me, it's one of the easiest picks of all time. I think both of these teams are better than Tennessee. I really do. And I picked Buffalo to beat the Patriots. Therefore, Buffalo defeats Tennessee. They await the winner of Cincinnati and Kansas City. Boom. Love this team. Tennessee's inconsistent. I'm not high on them at all. I think they lose at home. Disappointment. Bills go to the AFC Championship and play another road game. There it is. And then finally, we got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And the AFC Championship game will be, be, will be played, in my opinion, in my guesses, at Arrowhead Stadium. Yes, the Chiefs defeat the Cincinnati Bengals to take on the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game. Holy crap. Get the popcorn ready. Get the Buffalo chicken dip ready. Get whatever you got. This is going to be a fun one. Chiefs-Bills in the AFC Championship game. Who wins? Wait a couple more minutes and I'll tell you. <laughs> now we go over to the NFC Divisional Round where we have the Green Bay Packers taking on the LA Rams and the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, who wins here? Who wins here? We start with the Packers and the Rams. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. A lot of people have the Rams upsetting the Packers in this round. But I, for one, am not picking that. Jeremy, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're picking Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers to go to the NFC Championship game again. Yeah, this is, oh, this is great. But, no, this will be a fun matchup. This will be a close one. But I got Green Bay, Lambeau Field, the Frozen Tundra, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazard, Equinemius St. Brown. I don't even know who they're... I think Robert... Isn't Robert Tanyan? Is he hurt still? I forget. But anyway, the Green Bay Packers will advance to the NFC Championship game where they await the winner of the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Part of me wants to throw everyone off and say that the Cowboys are going to the NFC Championship game. And that would be pretty cool if they did. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think Tom... Oh, my God. I think Tom Brady goes to the NFC Championship game to take on the Green Bay Packers. And they defeat the Cowboys in Tampa Bay. Oh, man. So that leaves four teams in my playoff bracket. We have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Buffalo Bills. The Green Bay Packers against the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to start in the AFC. Who is my winner from the AFC? Representing the AFC in the Deacon Deacon podcast Super Bowl prediction bracket will be the Kansas City Chiefs. This team is a complete team. I love Andy Reid. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love the weapons here. Kelsey, Tyree Kill. Right, like, like this offense is just too dominant, and when healthy, they are they are an absolute wagon. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs to represent the AFC again for the third year in a row. Right? Yeah, for the third year in a row, the Kansas City Chiefs will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, and from the NFC. In a matchup between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Once again at Lambeau Field. I think Aaron Rodgers 
gets his revenge, and the Green Bay Packers go to the Super Bowl. And ladies and gentlemen, my Super Bowl, my Super Bowl for February 13th, 2022, at SoFi Stadium, or location pending, will be the Kansas City Chiefs as the away team and the Green Bay Packers as the home team. Oh, man. This uh, this is an exciting one. This will be an exciting, exciting game if this happens. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Aaron Rodgers. The floor versus Reed. Wow, we have a really big NBA trade. Cam Reddish has been traded to the New York Knicks. Breaking news, guys. Cam Reddish to the Knicks for Kevin uh, for Kevin Knox and some draft picks, according to Woj. Cam Reddish is reunited with R.J. Barrett. So, yeah, live updates here on the Deacon Deacon podcast. Big trade for the Knicks. I just want to see what's in this trade, though. Uh, let me see. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that after uh, after I pick a winner. So, again, we got Aaron Rodgers. We got Patrick Mahomes. Who comes out on top? I have no idea, but I'm going to have to pick a winner. Oh, my God. Okay, Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Packers. I'm going Chiefs. My winner, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uncle Chuck. Red Army. Whatever they're... What is it? Red Army? Red and Yellow? I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs over the Packers in the Super Bowl. It's gonna. It'll be a fun one. It'll be a very fun one. I think it'll be very competitive. It's not going to be a blowout like last year, unfortunately. But I think the Chiefs... The Chiefs are hungry, right? They got him... They pretty much got embarrassed last year by Tom Brady. It was... That was a bad Super Bowl. And everyone can admit that it was a bad Super Bowl. Even Chiefs fans. Wasn't good for the neutral fan. Wasn't good for entertainment-wise. I hope we just get competitive games this year. Because my team's my team isn't in it. They'll never be in it. Right? I'm here. I'm a neutral fan every year for the Super Bowl. All I want is a fun time with family, friends. Get the food going. Get the beer going. You can make whatever you want for the Super Bowl. There are no limits, right? Seven-layer dips. Buffalo chicken dips. Uh, whatever you make. We made chili last year. Shout out to Vince. Vince made some bomb chili. It was so good. Had like four bowls. But you can make whatever you want. You get the beer going. You get a little specialty cocktails going. It is a fun time to spend with your family and friends. I love Super Bowl Sunday. You guys should too. I, I love doing it. You get the pools going. You get all the money going on. It's it's a fun time. It's a fun time. And you can see all the your favorite commercials. Love it. And if it's Chiefs Packers... Uh, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for the league. It's a big, a big win for whoever's hosting it, whatever channel's hosting it. Because I mean, the viewership just comes naturally, and you have a really cool halftime show with the with the rappers that I named it before. Uh, then it, again, it's Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Very fun. This should be a great Super Bowl. And if it is Chiefs Packers, it'll be ten times better. So there it is. My winner for the 2022 Super Bowl 56. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I know. But they they are my number one seed. They are the real number one seed. I, I really wish it was Packers Chiefs' number one seed and not the Titans. I'm not high on the Titans at all. 
I'm so we're banking on it. We're, what have we what have we taken away from my football prediction slash rant? Number one, the Titans are overrated. I think that's a fact. Number two, uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys can go far, but I don't know if they will. Uh, number three, Tom is Tom. He's gonna Tom's just gonna cause trouble. What if Tom goes to Super Bowl again? I mean, he's the best, right? The best at a sport usually does well. That's why Connor McDavid's getting traded. Um, but yeah. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna I'm sticking with it. Chiefs over the Packers in this year's Super Bowl. That's my prediction. It'll probably be so wrong. <laughs> Imagine like if the Steelers win, we like <laughs> or if the Packers just lose their first game. Like the Packers lose against the Rams, like yeah, it could happen. It could really happen. But that is my prediction. Chiefs over the Packers in Super Bowl. 56. Now, in the NFL, we have some, we have the coaching carousel going on. Like in the NCAA football, the NFL has another coaching carousel where we saw a few coaches get fired. One of them being the most surprising departure in recent history. And the last 10, like, did not see this coming at all. So, we will start with the Buffalo Bills. Matt Nagy is out as head coach, and also Ryan Pace is out as GM. The Minnesota Vikings fired their coach, Mike Zimmer, and their GM as well, whose name is slipping my, my mind right now. Joe Judge has been fired as coach of the New York Giants. David Gettleman stepped down due to retirement. And Brian Flores, also, uh, I forgot, before I get to Brian Flores, Vic Vangio of the Denver Broncos was also relieved of his duties. But yes, Brian Flores, the coach of the, who ended the year surging Miami Dolphins, relieved of his duties as well. There, that was the most surprising firing I've ever seen. Did not see this coming one bit. The Miami Dolphins ended the year 8-1. and one. Like, he turned this season around he did what he could with this team for the roster that they had. It was very impressive. Still gets fired. So, what is next for these coaches? Well, uh, I'll talk about the Giants because that's where most of my listenership comes from. A lot of them are Giants fans. Here, Here is what I think is going to happen. You, you first need, I mean, you got to hire your GM first. I think that's what a lot of teams are doing right now. They're interviewing GMs. They're still interviewing coaches, but... Um, you got to get your GM in. Uh, there were a few names that were thrown around this morning, one of them being the assistant GM of the Buffalo Bills. You got to get your GM in, and I think you have to get Brian Flores. If you want to continue the winning culture of the New York Giants, as I was telling a few of my friends yesterday, you have to get an experienced coach. Now, I do think that they might get an experienced coach, but it might not be the one that we're thinking of. It might be Jim Harbaugh. A lot of people want Jim Harbaugh. A lot of Giant fans want Jim Harbaugh. But if you want that culture to come back, that culture of Bill Parcells, Phil Simms, Lawrence Taylor, fast forward a few years, you know, Eli Manning, Brandon Jacobs, David Tyree, Michael Strahan, Jeremy Shockey, you want that culture back, you go get Brian Flores. You go get Brian Flores. Also, a New York guy. What's better than that? It It's a lot... It's so it's a lot of pressure when you hire a rookie head coach. And the Jets did it with Robert Sala. And yeah, his first record as a head coach is four and thirteen. But he's developing a culture there. You could see a change. He he took over a Jet team that was abysmal, 
right? But he drafted Zach Wilson. He drafted Michael Carter. He drafted playmakers that can potentially be great players in this league. And I, I honestly believe that. I think Zach Wilson is going to be a decent quarterback, but I think Michael Carter is going to be a great running back, hands down. And then you have Mekhi Becton. You have Bryce Hall. You have... Franklin Myers, who is who are just players that are going to be backbones for a team, but yet they're young. Once they grow, and and you have veteran leadership in C.J. Mosley, right? There is potential with this team. I really do think that. I really do think there's potential with this team when they are healthy. But they have to go out and sign some free agents, which is something that they did not do last year. They have to throw money around. And sadder is to say, the Jets are not an attractive place to play. However. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas can make that work. They are really good at what they do. They're great at their jobs. I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in this organization. Back to the New York Giants. We saw what they did with Joe Judge. Two years of Joe Judge, and it was just not impressive at all. It, it was not fun. It, the culture there was it was just weird. And David and uh, David Gettleman. Not good at his job. I'm sorry. I know that he he's gone through some stuff personally, which you know he's he's a warrior for. But he's he's not a good GM, and I'm glad that he's that. I'm actually glad that he stepped down. He kind of realized, you know, uh, time's up in in this world, I guess. And uh, yeah, and he's just gonna settle in retirement. But um, again, congrats to him. Now it's time to move forward as an organization. You want to get Brian Flores. You want a winner. You want someone that's going to try and develop Daniel Jones for one year. If not, I think you draft a quarterback next year. Um, I don't know what quarterback that will be. I'm trying to think of the ones that are in college. Potentially Bryce Young. Can Bryce Young be the quarterback of the New York Giants next year? Maybe, right? It'll definitely be a name that's thrown around. But you got to get that culture. The, the Giants... The Giants are such a class organization, but as of recently, they haven't been. The, from 2018 to now, it's been an absolute joke. They're really, like, I think the Giants have one of the best traditions in football. They are just a class organization, and you want that back, you gotta go get Brian Flores. That's your guy. You have to stop either Buffalo, uh, excuse me, Chicago or Minnesota of getting Brian Flores because Minnesota has a roster that's very attractive. You have Dalvin Cook, you have Justin Jefferson, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, but like Harrison Smith on defense. Like there are there are playmakers on on uh, Minnesota, and then you go over to Chicago and you have a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields, who will be a second year once you take over as head coach of that team, and they have a few playmakers over there as well, but. I think Minnesota is the more attractive job, although Chicago is just another iconic location, an iconic program that needs a revamping like the Giants. Is Harbaugh the answer? I don't know. I really don't. I liked him in San Francisco. Really did. Took him to a Super Bowl against his brother. Lost against his brother, but still took a team to the Super Bowl. And also, Doug Peterson's out there, too. I know he's not an attractive head coach, but he is a Super Bowl-winning head coach. I think I think Doug Peterson ends up in Chicago. I really do think so. And I think Brian Flores is going to end up in Minnesota. However, I want Brian Flores to take the Giants' job. Giants don't bother me. They're in the NFC East. It doesn't bother me. I really, I really want New York sports to flourish. And if they want to do that, Brian Flores is their guy. 
knowing that he was out there, I think that was part of the motivation as to why Joe Judge was fired. Because it kept coming out that Joe Judge wanted a part in, in hiring the new GM. But then they're like, oh, Brian Flores is out there? Sorry, Joe, you're gone. I really believe that. I really believe that. And if they don't get Brian Flores, this might be a failure for the Giants. If they hire a rookie head coach, someone like a, like a Byron Leftwich, who, yeah, is a great offensive mind, it's just not going to do it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, you want everyone, every team wants their Sean McVay. Let's not deny that. Every team. The Jets were thinking that with Robert Sala. Like, every team wants their Sean McVay. It's a fact. It's it's the way it's the way the sport it's the way the sport is now. No one likes hiring coaches with experience. They want the rookie. They want the coordinator turned coach to be a Sean McVay to lead them to a Super Bowl. But yeah, like we gotta remember too, Sean McVay isn't a, like he hasn't won a Super Bowl as a head coach. Yet. He's been to one, but the team only put up three points. He's a great coach. I'm not denying that. But like, like what, like what is, what is it with the fascination? Like, you want to get someone that's a proven winner. The Giants need a proven winner. Someone that took their team, revamped their whole mojo, ended the season on a high. It's so clear. I think it's obvious. You can interview all the coordinators you want. Interview them all they want. But it is so obvious right now. Brian Flores should be the next head coach of the New York Giants. That is it. Plain and simple. All right. That's it for NFL. That's a lot of football talk for one episode. Wow. Almost an hour of football. (laughs) Football fans, this is your episode. This is your episode of the Deacon Deacon podcast. Well, now we're going to shift over to the greatest sport on ice we'll go over to the world of the nhl but hey as they say in hockey let's do that hockey who remembers the old school nhl when they broke down six divisions three in each conference and that southeast division was always the butt of all the jokes right it was always the lightning the hurricanes the panthers the Capitals, and the Atlanta Thrashers. Shout out to the Atlanta Thrashers. Miss them every day. That division used to be the weakest one. It used to be the Capitals or the Lightning would always dominate. And then the Hurricanes, Panthers, and the Thrashers were always just like, yeah, Like, they were just there. What a time it is to be a team from the southeastern United States in the National Hockey League. Including the Capitals, four of those, well, the, the, the four that are still in existence are in the top ten of the National Hockey League. Two of them are the top two, according to the NHL.com Power 16 rankings. Number two being the Carolina Hurricanes, who are number one in the Metropolitan Division. This team has 27 wins, ladies and gentlemen. 27 wins. They are an impressive team. Only 34, 33, 34 games played. They have a few games on hand over the Capitals and the New York Rangers in the Metropolitan Division. That team, Rob Brindamore, who is now the coach of the Metropolitan Division, congrats to Rob Brindamore, that team is an absolute wagon. We're talking, people are calling the Rangers a wagon. I hated it because then we started losing after Spit and Chicklets called us a wagon. Thanks, Biz. <laughs> but, uh... 
this team is this team could go far. This team could win a Stanley Cup. I really like them. Um, and again, COVID aside, health aside, like any injuries that come their way and COVID protocol, losing guys for a week or two or whatever. This team can go very far. This team can make a run. I really like this team a lot. I love Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov. Brady Shea's been scoring goals. Jacob Slavin. This is an absolute fun team to watch. If you guys are just looking to watch some random hockey games, do yourselves a favor. One of the teams that I'm going to tell you to watch are the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a complete team from head to toe. You'll have a great time watching the Carolina Hurricanes. The number one team in the NHL right now, and you would not believe it, we're not going to talk about what happened at their game with with one Mr. Kodak Black. That uh, that you can find on another, another platform. We're not going to talk about that nonsense on here. The Florida Panthers are currently the best team in hockey right now. And... Man, like after losing Joel Quenville earlier in the year with what happened with the whole Chicago incident, which was terrible, Andrew Brunette is brought in as the interim uh, interim head coach and is now coaching the Atlantic Division in the All-Star game. This is great. This is a great, great story for the NHL. I really love this Florida team. I don't know why, but like Florida is just killing it. Sergey Bobrovsky in net. Aaron Ekblad having a great year on the blue line. Joe Thornton, who is only the sixth man, I believe. Let me get the stat right. Let me pull up his stat here. Joe Thornton is one of... Where is it? Joe Thornton. Oh, man. Games played. He is one of seven men, six men, to play in over 1,700 NHL games. Honestly, it's it's insane. I've I've seen Joe Thornton as um when he was a Bruin. I remember he he is still on my current. He's the only player that is still playing that's on backyard hockey. Like if you go on backyard hockey, he's the only one that's still in the league. You had Brian Leach, you had Curtis Joseph, you had Paul Correa, you had Jerome Ginla, Mike Medano, Joe Sakic, Yarmir Yager, who's actually still playing professionally, just not in the NHL. But Joe Thornton is on that game. Joe Thornton is there. Big Bird, Jumbo. Congrats to Jumbo. 1,700 games played. Love. Love watching Joe Thornton. He was a great player. I'm really, you know, I know the Rangers, they have a great chance of being in the playoffs, but I am really pulling for Florida to win the Stanley Cup only because I want Joe Thornton to get a ring. He has he has yet to win a ring, and this would be just the icing on the cake. I, I, would, I would assume he retires after this year. And, yeah, um, Joe Thornton, I don't know what his stats are this year. I don't know if he has any goals or points. He's really not like a... Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's got six points in 21 games played, so nothing really special, but he's on that team, and if they if they win the cup, he gets a ring, so I'm really pulling for uh, for Joe Thornton there. But yeah, the Florida Panthers are a fun team, man. They are a very, very, very fun team. Alex Barkov, you want to look at a defensive forward, you want to look at one of the best, if not the best, he did win the Selkie last year, you got to go with uh, Alex Barkov. Their captain, he's a great player, great fun player out of Finland, is just a fantastic, he can score goals, he can create plays, he can stop ongoing rushes from the opponent, and he's a very fun player to watch. Love him there. Um, But yeah, 
top two teams from that old Southeastern Conference. I really wish we went back to the old divisions, man. <laughs> I really do. I really wish we made a, uh, a realignment of the divisions. But, but hey, the Metropolitan, we'll go to the Metropolitan right now, continuing with Carolina, Washington, and the New York Rangers, who are sitting 1-2-3. and three. But that number four team just came off a really, really big winning streak, and they got one of their guys back. And, of course, I am talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. This team is going to scare me until the end of the season, right? Because we don't play them until later on in the year when games matter and we're talking about, you know, potentially playoff spots and where teams end up. Pittsburgh's a wagon. We're talking wagon status here. I, I'm really high on Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh can jump the New York Rangers eventually in the season. I really do. Um, I don't think the Rangers are capable of doing what they what the Penguins did. I I don't I can't see this Ranger team other than Igor Shosturkin uh, playing lights out every game and then occasionally the Rangers scoring a couple goals to. To uh, to win games by the skin of their teeth, I can't see the Rangers winning nine in a row. I really can't. And this Pittsburgh team, top to bottom, you got Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, two of the best players in the world on your team. Tristan Jarry, who I who I actually was ragging on at the beginning of the beginning of the season, lights out. Tristan Jarry is playing a great great style of goaltending right now and he is making me look like an absolute dumbass for all I care but Tristan Jarry's great but it starts with your head coach and who have I been so high on who I actually wish was if if it weren't for Jordan Gallant I wish we would go out and get this guy back on the Ranger bench Mike Sullivan great great guy former Ranger himself former Ranger coach himself under uh under John Tortorella, it was John Tortorella's uh, offensive head coach, law, assistant coach rather. Love, love Mike Sullivan. Love what they're doing there, and and of course, um, with uh, with Ron Hextall as GM, they're making some great moves. Uh, going out and getting Alex Nylander from uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks. This is one of his first moves there. But I do think that the the Pittsburgh Penguins could be buyers in this trade deadline, and they are just one move away from coming back to that old status. Remember when they went to the Cup? Yeah, when it went to the Cubs, oh. going back to back, beating the Sharks, beating the Predators. Yeah, man, they're back, man. They are. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm very scared of the Penguins, but props to them. They are. They are a very fun team to watch. So we have a big matchup in the NHL tonight, Wednesday. January 13th, 2022, and I have to talk about it because I'm excited for this matchup. I'm very excited, and no, it is not the Rangers taking on the Sharks. We're talking Islanders against the Devils at USB Arena, whatever it's called. I forget. I think it's USB Arena. Yeah, USB. Uh, or No, USB. I'm such an idiot. UBS Arena. <laughs> USB, like if they named after some computer port. God, I'm an idiot. Okay, Devils at Islanders, and I I love these two teams. Although they're not doing as well as the Penguins and the Rangers and the Caps and Hurricanes are, I really think these two teams have great rosters, great cores, great young guys on their team. Who do I think is going to win tonight? It's simple. I'm really high on this team, and I think this team is going to uh, scare a lot of people for years to come if they if they draft well, continue to develop young players. I'm going with the Devils tonight. I, uh, I'm i really high on the Devils. I'll pick the Devils over a puck and a half against the Islanders here. Uh, 
I love Mackenzie Blackwood. I think he's a great goalie. Jack uh, Jack Hughes, Nieker Heischer. Uh, Dawson Mercer. Again, I love Dawson Mercer. If it wasn't for Trevor Zegers in the NHL, Dawson Mercer would have been my early, you know, sleeper for the Calder. Um, but yeah, uh, Sharon Govich is another good player there. Jesper Bratt. Damon Severson is a solid defenseman there. And of course, you can't talk about the Devils without talking about Dougie. Dougie Hamilton, who I think might be an all-star, might be the rep the representative for the New Jersey Devils there. I'm going with the Devils here over the Islanders. Sorry, Isles fans. I'm just really high on the Devils team. I, I know. It's silly. It's like, Jeremy, why do you like the Devils? You're a Ranger fan. Like, why are you so high on the Devils? Because what do I always say? I'm a hockey fan before I'm a Ranger fan. That's a fact. You know, I, I recognize talent when I see it. And I do think the Devils have some talent in that room. I really do. I just think they're they're younger. They're, uh, they're, they're kind of on the same boat with the Rangers. They just have a young core that needs to develop into grown men. And eventually they're going to win a lot more hockey games than they are right now. I'm really high on the Devils. I think they have a bright, bright future. So. For the next week, let's highlight some of the matchups for each day. So we're going to start with Thursday. We got Philly and Boston on ESPN. Boston coming off a huge win against their bitter rival, the Montreal Canadiens. We also have Vancouver and Tampa Bay tonight at 7 p.m., which is a very crucial matchup uh, in the in the interconference. What do they call it? Oh, what do they call it? In the, oh, my God. Interleague, right? interleague play so we got a little interleague play there between vancouver and tampa bay and keep an eye out on pittsburgh at la tonight i think this game could be one of the games of the night it's gonna probably be better than ranger sharks i would say pittsburgh at la very fun matchup there we'll go over to friday where we have the dallas stars taking on the florida panthers on the nhl network and this one would have been a fun one but it is postponed due to covid19 the Vegas and the Vegas and the Oilers postponed unfortunately. Saturday, we got Vancouver and Carolina, one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Love to see that. And then at two o'clock, we got the Caps and the Islanders on NHL Network. And we have Toronto at St. Louis, 7 p.m. NHL Network. That is a fun, fun game. Rangers Flyers, 7 o'clock on Saturday. Anaheim, Chicago, 8.30 on Saturday. That should be the fun one there. And Pittsburgh at San Jose, a rematch of that 2016 Stanley Cup Final. Love to see that. Sunday, we got Vancouver at Washington at 2 p.m., the only game of the day. Monday, Monday, we got Minnesota, Colorado on Martin Luther King Day, 3 o'clock. A nice little afternoon game there. And on ESPN Plus and Hulu, we got Montreal at Arizona, Battle of two teams that just need to start winning games there. Although Arizona coming off a huge victory last night. A huge 2-1 victory over Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pittsburgh at Vegas on Monday night, 10 o'clock. That should be a fun, fun game, guys. So Pittsburgh is doing what the Rangers have done the past week. Doing their Western, uh, Western United States road trip there. We go over to Tuesday the 18th where I'm looking at Carolina at Boston. That should be a fun one, guys. That should be a fun one there. Winnipeg at Washington on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. And Florida at Calgary. That should be a fun one. Tampa Bay at L.A. at the Kings, 10.30 on Tuesday. Two late games there. That could be some action-packed games for you there. 
And then we're going to end it with Wednesday. And there's only one game on Wednesday that I'm looking forward to. Toronto at the Garden against the New York Rangers. 7.30 on TNT. Should be an absolute doozy. And then following that action, Colorado at Anaheim. So next week's TNT games should be absolute bangers. So that'll be it for the NHL part of this show. We're going to end it with some Premier League soccer and predictions for the upcoming Premier League games this weekend starting tomorrow, Friday. So why don't we jump over into the world of the Premier League. And here he is again. Here he is again. That's astonishing. It's absolutely world class. Congrats to Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea FC for defeating Tottenham Hotspur in the first of the two semifinals for the Carabao Cup. They will be awaiting the winner, excuse me, of the second semifinal between Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, looks like it's going to be Liverpool, in my opinion, but we'll see. I don't even know where the aggregate is after leg one. I believe Liverpool are up. Um, Yeah, leg. Oh, today is leg one. Okay, I thought no, I just thought they were playing along with uh, Chelsea and Tottenham. Okay, so today is uh, leg one of two. Oh, so they play next Thursday as well. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'm thinking Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, we all are. Okay, so we have some Premier League matchups here. Yes, the Premier League is back. Thank goodness. Uh, we're starting with tomorrow. Brighton against Crystal Palace uh, at the Amex in Falmer Brighton. Um, Crystal Palace had a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of tenacity against Millwall. There's a lot of a uh, lot of controversy in that uh, FA Cup game. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Brighton. I'm gonna go Brighton two, Crystal Palace one. I'm gonna go two one for the goals there. Uh, big win incoming for them. Saturday, we start with an absolute banger at 7.30 in the morning at the Etihad. We have Manchester City taking on Chelsea. Oh, my goodness gracious. The battle. Two of the top teams in England. Uh, 1-0 to City. Oh, my God. I'm picking Chelsea to lose. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. 1-0 to City. 1-0 to City. That's my prediction. Burnley Leicester at Turf Moor. I'm going uh I'm going 2-0 to Leicester. I think Leicester are going to uh continue some great form there and uh defeat Burnley and Mr. Sean Dyche. Uh, I'm gonna go with Leicester 2, Burnley 0. We got Newcastle Watford. I'm gonna go 2-1 to Newcastle. I think Newcastle are in desperate need of a win. I think they get it against uh against Watford here. Norwich Everton. I'm going to go 2-0 Everton. I think Everton are going to have a big win on the road. The Toffees are going to win one big here. 2-0 against Norwich. Wolves-Southampton. I'm going 1-1. I don't know why I'm I'm calling this one a draw. I'm going 1-1 uh, between the Wolves and the Saints here. And finally, we got Man United-Aston Villa. They two just play each other um, in the FA Cup game. And... Uh, we won 1-0 without Cristiano Ronaldo, but Cristiano Ronaldo will be back. I think Manchester United wins this one 2-1. I think it's going to be a 2-1 win for Man United at Villa Park. And then we have Sunday. We got Liverpool-Brentford. I love Brentford against good teams, but I do think that um, this one's going to be 2-1 to Liverpool. I think 2-1 Liverpool is a fair score here. I think Liverpool takes it at home. West Ham leads. 
I'm going to go with a one-all draw. I think um, I think there's going to be some points dropped for West Ham here. And I'm going to go with a one-all draw. And finally, we have the North London Derby. Spurs, Arsenal at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm going 1-0 to Spurs. 1-0 to Spurs. Antonio Conte wins the North London Derby. I'm going 1-0 to Spurs. So that is it for the Premier League predictions. And that's going to be it for this week's episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. You guys are honestly the best. Again, I love doing this every single day. This is this is the highlight of the week, man. You know, I, I, I go to work, I come home, and I always look forward to that day where I can uh, continue what I do where I continue to do what I love doing most, and that's talking to you guys. Providing some great content, providing some sports knowledge, some sports facts, and uh, just encouraging some engagement between the listeners. So thank you all for listening. I truly appreciate it. And with that being said, go watch some uh, go watch some football this weekend. The, the playoffs are back. I'm excited. You guys should be too. Go make some uh, go make some food. Crack open your favorite beer and just have a time. So with that being said, uh, for the Deacon Deacon podcast, I am Jeremy Striano saying good night, good evening. And I'll see you guys next week. Take care, everybody.